0: Hey Fifth Line, Mike Todd here, in arena host for your Columbus Blue Jackets, and you're listening to the Subjectively Speaking podcast. And now, here's Jeremy Paul and Laura Norman.
1: What is up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Subjectively Speaking. My name is Jeremy,
0: and I'm Laura.
1: And Laura, I got to start by asking you this very simple question. I need to know the answer right away. I didn't prep you with this, but I have to know. Okay. What is your favorite Elvis Presley song? Ooh. Ain't nothing but a hound dog. (laughs) You know what? I'm up there with you. Like, that is up there. That's one of my favorites. Heartbreak Hotel is, like, my one, though. And it's because I remember growing up to it with my grandma. But why would we be talking about Elvis Presley? This is a Blue Jackets podcast. I can't think of any relation to anything. Elvis, can you?
0: Well, we're talking about it because our Elvis is staying in the building for five more years.
1: And I'll do you one better, girl. It's actually six because homie signed a five-year extension. So we've got six years of Elvis leakins Welcome on into this one, everybody. Um. What a! If the Blue Jackets could just maybe spread out their news a little better, it seems like every time they have anything happen, six things happen. And so here we are. We've got a lot to talk about today. Um, You know, we may not have had a lot to talk about in previous podcasts, but damn it, today we've got content. And so we're going to talk to you about it today. Um, A lot of really cool things. But thankfully, they did it in business hours. Thankfully, they decided to cause all the chaos during their business hours. And so we can come and we can record this podcast. It's going to be a day early for you listeners. But we did it, and we're here, and we are excited to talk about some Blue Jackets hockey.
0: Yes, they may have woken up and chosen chaos, but they were at least accommodating enough to do it all between the hours of 9 and 5.
1: So... Without a doubt. And you know what? They also did it without accommodating Zach Ronaldo not being vaccinated for COVID-19. So with that being said, folks, let's kick this one off. I don't know, Laura, if you are drinking anything tonight, but I will tell you that I am drinking myself a good old BrewDog Elvis juice because it just felt appropriate. If Kobe is going to wear an Elvis juice or a BrewDog um, leash in the photo op uh, at Nationwide, that I'm going to drink a BrewDog Elvis juice during the podcast. Does that sound good to you?
0: I fully support that decision. I am not drinking anything fun, but I am drinking my appropriately-temperatured ice water out of the previous year's Stanley Cup playoffs Cup.
1: And, And subjectively speaking, listeners, this is your reminder to stay hydrated and to avoid dehydration. A word from our sponsors, H2O. Um, so speaking of H2O, there's water on the on the ground of Nationwide Arena. <laughs> I don't know. Bad segue. But um, things are getting real, um, and because of that, the news is piling up. It's just piling up and piling up. And so this morning, we wake up, we're feeling pretty good because our boys, um, the prospects that we've spent, really the last what feels like 39 episodes talking about um, the Blue Jackets prospects uh, showed up and showed out in Traverse City this weekend my god the Blue Jackets go 4-0 um, they win an exciting fourth game 7-6 to six in overtime that's my kind of hockey and they come home um, winning all all of their games in Traverse City and we'll talk about this a little bit later but every single person on that roster is coming to Columbus to the columbus blue jackets development camp which is a really cool thing even the folks who don't have contracts so um or not development camp but training camp excuse me so really cool for those guys but how about the boys in traverse city
0: yeah no it was like a seriously impressive um long weekend in traverse city for our young guys um really saw a lot of great energy sort of a lot of like aggressive play and like really competitive nature out of a lot of them um of course the couple highlights that we talked about before that we assumed would play well was um Cole Cylinder and Igor Chinikov both had outstanding performances over the course of those four games um Cole Cylinder is being talked about as one of the standouts of the entire tournament um so yeah Blue Jackets really came out on top at Traverse City, Um and the coaching was really, really solid and the the boys really seemed to gel well together. So yeah, I think there was a nice a nice kickoff to to real hockey things happening.
1: And I mean to the fact to the point where like Cole Sillinger and Igor Chinnikov like didn't even play in um the last game on Monday. Like they, they just sat that one out because You know, they they had seen what they needed to see out of those guys. And and what they saw was great. Like, what they saw was a guy, Igor Chinnikov, who, I mean, that shot is just stupid elite. Like, that shot is just incredible. Um, He scores jobs – or, nope, he scores goals like it's his day job. Words are hard. Uh, And, well, actually, you know what? You know what? It is his day job. But, like, just absolutely ridiculous. And now – Again, like, we have to temper our expectations a little bit here. Like, we're talking about a prospect tournament. We're not talking about going up against the NHL's elite where you have to find more space to be able to take your shot and whatnot. But if he can find a way to get that shot off in the NHL, like, we're going to be talking about Igor Chinikov, you know, breaking Blue Jackets rookie records and the amount of goals he's scoring, um, you know, just in the plays he's making. And that has to be exciting for Blue Jackets fans because if it's not this year, it'll be next year. Um, so it's it's a lot of really cool things to look forward to if you're the Blue Jackets. And the consensus is that if any player is going to make an NHL roster out of the 2021 draft, it's Cole Sillinger. And that's a pretty common consensus across the league. Now, to be fair, a lot of that is by choice because a lot of those guys, a lot of those Michigan guys could probably make their rosters, maybe even Kent Johnson. Um, but, you know, they're going back to school, which is their right. And so Cole Sillinger might be the only guy from the 21 class that will be suiting up in the NHL this year because he played outstanding.
0: Well, and I think it's something to be said too, like, yes, this is a prospects tournament. So all of these guys are pretty much playing on like a similar level. Um, And so it's not like, like you said, it's not like matching up against the various levels of talent throughout the NHL, but I think for us as a team who for the last couple of years, there's been a lot of chatter about how our prospect depth, you know, wasn't as strong as other teams are, you know, the guys that we had coming up wouldn't be as, you know, gratifying choices as what other teams have made and, you know, so forth and so on. And of course, the always questioning of Yarmo's decisions to, you know, trade away some picks and some, you know, various prospects and talent over the course of the last couple of years, as we were chasing a different set of goals. Um, So I think, you know, now that we are in this and we'll discuss this too later on the episode in this reload, retool, rebuild, whatever situation. um, And we are trying to, to build up that pipeline and build up, you know, the things that are coming down the line for, for this franchise, like having this kind of showing at this tournament is really really positive whether you know the naysayers can see that or not but I think it speaks to us continuing to build upon this strong um pipeline depth and there's a lot of really good things and you know again Cole Cylinder, we are lucky we are just lucky and I'm so excited to see how this kid does at camp um because I think
1: we're going to see some fun things. Oh, without a doubt. And I mean, like, again, like, he's going to, st- like, anybody, right, who steps into the NHL, like, you might fu- uh, struggle to find your sea legs, but you'll find them, like, and when you do. Um, I will say, like, I find myself, like, there's a little bit of PTSD associated with the idea of, like, starting these guys a little too early because that's, like, the only thing the Blue Jackets could do in, like, the late 2000s because, like, we were so bad, like, in, like, the early 2010s. Like, we were so bad that we had to bring guys in, like guys like Jacob Voracek, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Um, you know, guys like um, why am I, Derek Broussard. Like, I was like, why am I forgetting his name right now? Um, and so I worry about rushing players, but at the same time, if a player deserves it and if a player can do it, then a player should do it. And so I'm really excited to see how that turns out. A lot of other guys had really great tournaments, too. I think it's a little funny that Josh Dunn played in this tournament. He was the Blue Jackets captain in the Prospects tournament. And I'm like, yeah, you definitely played in the NHL last year. I don't know. Like, it's just, like, obviously within the boundaries. Like, it's obviously within the rules of the tournament. But um, I can't help but, like, kind of chuckle about that, right? Because it's, like, you've been there. You've done that. Like, you're probably, like, a little bit outside of your element here. Um, But he played really well. Stanislav Svosel played really well. Like, There's a lot of things happening that you should be happy about if you're a Blue Jackets fan. And it doesn't just stop with Igor Chinakov and and Cole Sillinger.
0: Yeah, no, there were a lot of highlights and a lot of really strong performances. And I could tell based off of, as we get into talking about media day and stuff, that Yarmo and the whole front office were very happy with the performance at Taver City. And, um, you know, obviously this, they were all invited to camp, um, but they still have to earn their spot. So they still have a lot of proving to do, um, over the course of the next basically 10 days to two weeks situation. Um, as camp goes, as cuts get made, um, all that sort of stuff so the trials aren't over but this was a really nice thing to see a really nice start um and some really positive like blue jackets energy
1: oh without a doubt and i think too like another player who seemed to have a really good traverse city with jake christensen um i mean like we could just we could we could spend an entire episode that's the thing right of course, we're struggling for content for the last two or three weeks, but now I'm like, how do we how do we record this episode without it being an hour long? Because, Jesus, um, there has just simply been a lot happening. Um, so, also, um, there was talk about, like, Daniil Tarasov being somebody who came over to play in Traverse City. He didn't. Um, but, I mean, like, Jet Greaves and, and the other folks, I can't remember exactly who else was starting in goal for the Blue Jackets at Traverse City. Um I think Emmerich Despotty was another player um, who, um, oh, hold on, wait, I'm looking at the pronunciation, I was so wrong. Emmerich de Patsy. De de that's wrong. I don't know who I have to tell that that's wrong to, but the way that name is spelled, it's like Brett Favre where like the R comes after the V, but we say Favre, it's kind of like that. Um, so, sorry about that Emmerich, but um, Another player who, I mean, like, just, like, a lot of great things to feel good about. And there's another really good thing to feel good about if you're the Blue Jackets fans that have a similar feeling like us and, like, you want to see this team, like, be outspoken about certain things like we do. And that is that the Blue Jackets um, are, are not allowing Zach Granato to attend the Blue Jackets development camp. Or training camp. Can I stop doing that? Can I please stop doing that? It's because it's a rebuild and it's like all prospects for the most part. Um he's not coming because he's not vaccinated for COVID-19. And I all I can do is like give two thumbs up to that. I wait for this team to do something like this, um, to to speak out about something that's so important. And and they always let me down, but they don't let me down in this case upper management has been very vocal about their desire to have all players vaccinated and to have all players wearing masks in every environment where it's appropriate. And for that, I say, I'm proud to be a Blue Jackets fan and I'm proud to know that Zach Ronaldo is not going to be at training camp uh, so long as the NHL Players Association investigation into the situation doesn't yield him having to be invited. But, um, you know, I'm optimistic that that won't be the case.
0: Yeah, no, I was, I mean, Again, as I've said before, and if you at all listened to last week's episode, you already know that Jeremy and I are very pro-vaccine, uh, pro-science, uh, like, let's just not be ridiculous anymore and start caring about other fucking people, um, but I was so incredibly proud to be a Blue Jackets fan and be even conjecturally tied to this organization, um, JD opened up Media Day today with immediately addressing it and saying, you know, we have these le- this level, this standard level that we want for our team. And we care about the safety and security of not only our players, but our staff, our coaches, everyone who works within this building, their families and our community. And so if you're not going to get vaccinated. You're not going to get space in this building um and of course it has been nothing but a negative whirlwind of bull crap on social media from people about this decision but i'm proud i and you know like jd said jd's daughter is a doctor and he said right away my daughter is a doctor she fully stands behind this vaccine and what it can do to help people and what it can do to stop spreading this terrible illness. And she is way smarter than me. Um, I know that she's way smarter than me personally. Um, And that sort of show is such a big step for the Blue Jacket Tour, oftentimes not ones to stand up for certain things. Um, And so I was really you know, really impressed and really proud that they have chosen to do this. And yes, the NHL Players Association is investigating this ruling. um, So who knows what that will determine over the course of the next couple of days. But as far as it stands right now, I support this decision. Jeremy just supports this decision. And also, it should be noted that he was also speaking at an anti-vaccine rally just over the weekend. So this isn't just his personal decision not to get vaccinated. He is outwardly putting out propaganda messages about about not getting the vaccine and not supporting governmental efforts to keep people safe. And we don't really need that energy. 67 people are coming to our training camp. All 67 of them are vaccinated. We just fired a coach for not getting vaccinated the line is drawn my friend so
1: period we don't got
0: room for you
1: (laughs) no i i'm i'm right there with you like it's just like like yes like it is absolutely your right to not get vaccinated you're also on a two-way contract my guy You're on a two-way contract, which means that you have no right to play for the Blue Jackets. You have a right to get paid by the organization for your services, and you're going to get paid by the organization for your services, whether that's in NHL Columbus or AHL Cleveland. What I feel sorry for is all the people that are going to be down in Cleveland that have to put up with this and have to deal with this because I think this is going to be a trend in the NHL, right, Like where it's like if you have these fringe guys who are borderline NHL players because, like, here's the thing, right, like I would love to know – if the philosophy is the same this is me kind of playing devil's advocate but not where it's like i would love to know if the philosophy is the same if somebody like um jack Roslovic is unvaccinated which he's not he's vaccinated but like i wonder what the conversation is right like do the blue jackets tell him that he cannot be a training camp and maybe the answer to that question is yes and i hope that it is um but it does make me wonder like for these guys who are fringe nhl AHL players. Um, in every market, in all 32 markets in the NHL. Are those guys just going to get sent down to the NHL? Because at that point, like, what kind of a risk is it to have these guys on your NHL squad? And at that rate, this is my AHL love heart talking. Like, I'm like, oh, no. Like, I'm thinking about Dina. I'm thinking about, like, the people who, like, work with these folks. And, like, I don't know. I just, like...
0: Well, and I no, I 100% agree with you. And I also saw, you know, quite a few of the people that follow us on Twitter that are big into the AHL also saying, we don't want him to play for us either if he's not going to get vaccinated. Um, so I think there's going to be a lot of interesting decisions to be made. Um, and I do hope, like you said, that if this had been someone like, Jack Rossovic or Boone Jenner or something like that, that weren't vaccinated, they would be treated just the same. Um, and I do feel, I do feel like it would have been that way based on how JD presented it today, based on how Yarmo has spoken about it. And especially after last week's firing, um, from our coaching staff, like, I do feel like they would have dressed it the same way. And I'm also just like very proud, um, of all all the guys that have made this the safe and smart decision to vaccinate themselves to protect themselves their teammates their families um you know because i know a lot of other teams are dealing with a lot larger number of players that aren't vaccinated but to, to be able to say that all 67 of our guys coming to training camp are vaccinated is pretty awesome
1: well, and I mean, like, honestly, like, of the so, citing an article by uh, my guy, Craig Wischinski, um uh, talking about like Zach Ronaldo not being invited to training camp, saying that, and kind of like going back off of what Bill Daly, the NHL deputy commissioner, what he said out of 700 players in the league, there are 10 to 15 players who are not vaccinated. Which, like, blow like I have to imagine that percentage blows every other league out of the water with the exception of, like, the WNBA because the WNBA is always, like, three steps ahead of literally every other league. I don't know. Just, like, what blows my mind is the fact that there are people who don't understand, like, why this is important. And there are people who don't recognize that – there's a lot more at stake than just hockey here, right? Like, if nothing else, for the safety of themselves, right? Like, Zach Ronaldo gets COVID, and he has life-threatening illness and can no longer play hockey ever again because it deteriorates his lungs and has all this kind of stuff. Like, okay, like, what did you gain? Um, you have players on this team. Listen, I'm vaccinated. You're vaccinated. We are not 100% immune from getting COVID, which means that players like Ellis Merzlikens, who just had a newborn child, is not one hundred percent immune from getting COVID, even though he's vaccinated. So it's like you can't like let let somebody into an environment where they're going to get somebody like that sick, and they could get, you know, Knox sick. Um, it's just not it's not right. It's not acceptable. Like, and I'm sorry, but like my employer right now, if I didn't show up in like mid-November, if I didn't have my COVID vaccine, guess what I would get. Fired. Fired, I'd be unemployed as fuck. So, here we go. Sorry. Like, it's just like, this is the, this is what you, like, this, you're an at-will employee. Like, that's just how it works. I'm pro-union. That's how I am personally. Like, like, and if people don't like it, that's fine. But, like, the NHL Players Association has no case here. Like, none at all. Like, unless there is something written in the CBA that is way too long for me to read. Maybe I should. Maybe, like, it's kind of irresponsible that I haven't, right? But, like, they have Ooh, no case
0: exactly because also th- certain things get pushed to the side when it comes to a public health issue and this is what this is this isn't political as lots of people on twitter would like to say that it is um and we'll we'll stop talking about this here in just a second but You know, and again, if you don't like that we are pro this, if you don't like that the team is pro this, then honest to God, see you later. Like, we don't need the listen that bad. The team doesn't need you in the arena that bad. So, bye. Like, over the bullshit. Like, (laughs) yes, I did. I did do our end of the episode bye to those people. Um, cause yeah, this is about so much more than what you are claiming it to be. It's about giving a damn about other people. It's about wanting to return to even some sense of normalcy, which we will never get to if people don't start getting vaccinated. So, bye.
1: Oh my God. I need to make that my ringtone.
0: (laughs) But yeah, so vaccination talk over. We are pro these decisions, and I hope that the Players Association leaves it the F alone because the Blue Jackets made the right choice and other teams should follow suit.
1: I couldn't agree more, but do you know what I want to do now that we're past the COVID conversation, the vaccination conversation? What? I want to talk about our friends at DraftKings. Is that Okay. We do. I know, right? Hello? Give me my money because I know what I'm doing when it comes to football. I don't. Um, So week two of football is in the books, and now it's time to review the tape and get ready for week three with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, to kick off another action-packed week. DraftKings is giving new customers $150 instantly when they bet $1 on any game Listen up because you don't want to miss this. you got to get over to the place that supports your subjectively speaking, y'all. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a bet of $1 on any Week 3 game to receive $150 in free bets instantly. If Sportsbook is not available yet in your state, OH, um, (laughs) DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs all season long with their daily fantasy contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to receive $150 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code THPN. This week, at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania. Only new customers, only minimum deposit and one Minimum $5 deposit, pardon me, my friends, um, and $1 wager required, one per customer, restrictions apply, see DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details, gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Can I just say that if there's ever a trivia question as to wh- what Indiana's gambling addiction phone number is, I'm set. Like, I know that shit by the t- like, I just know that
0: I can't I wait till so one day we're playing bar trivia, and that's what is the number if you have a gambling problem in Indiana?
1: Okay, but can I ask this? Like, and and we'll get back on track after this. Why is it with it? Like, why is one eight hundred nine with it? Like, I mean, like, I guess like with your faculties, right? But like, I, I don't understand. Like, if that's like, like, why?
0: I am unsure.
1: I'm going to blame Mike Pence and move on from it. Anyway, what I really did want to do after talking about our vaccine conversation is talk about the 67 players who actually give a fuck about each other enough to get vaccinated Um, and will be at training camp this week. So I'm going to do something special with my friends. I'm going to, and Laura would do this with me if she had her computer available, but alas.
0: Week two of bullshit recording devices.
1: Also, and wait, I can't,
0: And I can't help Jeremy read this list.
1: <laughs> wait, this is my like leaning back into our uh, being into my favorite murder um, and our true crime obsession where they do corrections corner. My correction corner this week is when I just randomly cut out 25 seconds of audio from the last podcast across the entirety of the episode um, and trying and just like making sure the audio sounded good for everybody. And then I was like, actually, JK, we're just going to delete it all. Um,
0: but big shout outs to Kelly. For being the first one to tell jeremy that we lost uh, random bits of last week's episode um and then me calling him in a panic like the next day when i was listening to it and was like hi something's broken
1: hey i'm gonna say when i've made it through 62 episodes of producing this podcast and that number 62 is the one where i was just like actually let's cut some of this shit." i'm gonna take it as a win but you know what else is a win this roster this roster is a ri- a win, so I'm gonna run through these names. And the Blue Jackets were nice enough to provide a pronunciation guide at the bottom of of this list. I don't know if I'm gonna use it, but we're
0: gonna. <laughs> we're gonna- I say I say just whatever whatever comes out of your mouth. That's how their names are pronounced.
1: I love that. I love that. And I, I'm right, I'm right there with you. Um, okay, so we got 38 forwards coming to training camp. Guess who's not going to make the team? Thirty-eight forwards. So this is a lot of people. A lot of people are coming to this training camp, y'all. Um, it'll be really interesting to see how many of these folks get cut. We like right in the beginning. Um, but we've got Sean Carali, we've got Kevin Stenland, Gus Nyquist, uh, Gregory Hoffman, Max Domi, who is not actually going to be there. Um, but he is progressing far uh, quicker um, than expected per um, per Yarmakalina today. So that's good to know. Uh, Justin Danforth uh, – okay, wait, no, I do want to say this one right because I, when we were talking to Dina, I got this wrong. Uh, Tyler Secura, um, Liam Foodie, Josh Dunn, Brendan Gauntz, Cole Castles, Oliver Bjorkstrand, Patrick Line, Cole Sillinger, uh, Adam Haluka, uh, Boone Jenner, Tyler Engel, Alexander Texier, Cole Fonstad, Eric Robinson, Emil Benstrom, Brett Gallant, uh, Carson Meyer, Ben Boyd, Zach Jordan, Igor Chenakov, uh, Jake Gaudette, Atrey Fix Tristan Mullen, Justin Scott, James Malatesta, Martin Rasavi, Caleb Lawrence, Peter Reynolds, Navreen Mutter, Matar, Anywho, Um Jake Slacker, Jacob Voracek, and Jack Roslovic. Those are your forwards who will be attending camp. Um, worth noting that Trey Fix Wolanski is still recovering from his uh, season-ending surgery that uh, sidelined him uh, from AHL Cleveland this last year. So uh, while he might be like doing some rehab work on the ice, I doubt that we're going to see him in 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 the thick of it. But maybe we will. I hope we will because I'm really I'm you know uh, so we're a big Trey Fix Wolanski podcast. So what are you most excited to see out of that forward group, Laura?
0: Oh, I mean, of course, you know, as we've been dealing with all of the changes over the summer, I'm going to be happy to see, you know, some of our veteran players back and like familiar faces. Um, but I am excited to see, as we've been talking about, these young guys coming uh, to their first NHL, first or second NHL training camp, depending on, you know, who it is, because obviously people like some of the guys that have been playing with the Monsters. Um, this is not their first go around with training camp, but, um, definitely excited to see, um, how some of our players that have been kind of like had struggled last year, like what they're looking like, um, back out on the ice, been hearing some good things about, um, what, you know, the training that Bemstrom has done over the summer. Oliver seemed really, really jazzed, um, in his media availability today. Um, so I'm excited to see these guys text. Um, I know that Yarmo specifically called him out today saying that they expect to see big improvements from Tex this season. Um, so yeah, I mean, obviously not all of these <laughs> fellows are going to be on the full-time roster, but it's going to be nice to see them all out and about and showing kind of, How they've they've kept it going over the summer.
1: Well, and I think for me, it'll be interesting to see. Um, I mean, obviously there are players, right, that I look at individually. But what we've talked about on this podcast like numerous times is like there's just this like overwhelming amount of players who I can see in the bottom six in Columbus. Um, and so it's like players like Emil Bemstrom, like like He's – I think he's safe. He ended the season really well. But it's like those are the kind of players that I wonder – do those players come into training camp, like, obviously with something to prove, but also with, like, a little bit of anxiety because it's like you see guys like um Igor Chinakov who, um, you know, is is also coming in as a forward who could could take your spot. Like, guys like Tyler Engel who has something to prove. Uh, guys, if he was healthy, like Trifix Wolanski. And I just wonder, like – what are they feeling coming into this situation? Because it can't be great. Um, and so- Well, and again, just...
0: you have to, like I've said before, and like they said today during um, media days, like when Lars is putting together lines and when they're thinking about things, yeah. you have to think about the, facts, the fact that, you know, Max is going to come back. So they have to hold space within this for where he's gonna fit in for when he does come back after his you know is healed um and so again when you're putting together these lines on your fan accounts stop putting max in them he's not coming back until december
1: if anybody has listened to the podcast you've learned that like when something irritates laura it irritates laura <laughs> And I think over the last few months, the thing that's irritated Laura the most is people putting Max Domi in their depth chart.
0: (laughs) It's just like they forget that he had surgery. Right. He had the same surgery as Gus Nyquist, y'all. Like, it's a long recovery time. Gus missed an entire season, a shortened season, mind you, but an entire season for the same injury. So you just got to remember, Max is not playing right away.
1: Pump the brakes, friends. Pump the brakes. Um, But I do, like, what I think is interesting about that, right, is, like, it'll give opportunities for younger guys at the start of the season, but that's it, it feels backwards to me, right? Like, I mean, I would, in an ideal world where Max is healthy, it's like, yeah, like, have Max play a little bit, probably trade him at the trade deadline and then like let let guys like a cold cylinder come in and, and try to like develop a little bit at center, like toward the back half of the season. Um, so that way they get a chance to, to maybe like, like I talked about earlier, like gain their sea legs in Cleveland, those kind of things. And in some instances, I don't know if that's going to be able to happen. And I think ultimately like, that's okay. I think we've talked about this on this podcast before where it's like, there were moments, and I think Kevin Stenlin is probably the player that comes most to mind for both of us, where it was like, Can you just fucking play him? Like, can you just put him on the ice? He's gonna suck. Guess what? This team sucks. Like, we're not gonna make the playoffs. Like, just let him play. Like, just let him play and like figure it out. And I think that to some extent, like that's where this team is gonna be at the beginning of the season, right? Where it's like, you like, I'll throw it to you to do your to talk a little bit about like Lars's uh, media availability today and like what he had to say about it. But, yeah, like, I promise you, there are going to be some games, like, where we leave, right? And we're going to be like, that was the worst thing I've ever seen on skates. Like, and and that's okay. Like, that is really okay. Like, uh, and embrace it. Like, love it. Because ultimately, like, that's the reason the Blue Jackets are going to win a Stanley Cup within the next seven years. Period. Book that. Book that right now.
0: Yeah. So, it's it's a lot of like remembering it's obviously you want to be, and Jeremy and I talked about this a little bit before um, we started recording, but like, obviously being on the team and being in that locker room, you have to have a certain level. You want them to have a certain level of confidence in who they are as a team and how they're going to play together and what their expectations are for the season. But then on the outward perspective and the front office perspective, you have to understand that we're, going through this retooling, rebuilding, whatever. So like, it's going to be a rough road ahead. Like there is just no doubt about it at this point. So we are, we're kind of going to be addressing this a little bit ass backwards as you would normally, where we're going to have to have younger guys playing in spots that they wouldn't necessarily be playing in normally at the beginning of a season because we have people out like Max and Nathan Gerby and stuff like that. So you know, it's going to be an interesting time. But I think what was really positive was the level of communication that Lars talked about today during his media availability of just like what he's been doing with players over the course of the last few weeks, what he's been doing with his staff and talking about how they're going to work on building these relationships and giving the players the time that they need to try and find rhythms with each other and sort of addressing this. And I was telling Jeremy about this like joke that Lars tried to make (laughs) and it took like the reporters, like a few seconds too long to get it. Um, But one of the reporters asked him like, what is your plan for, you know, if there's a young guy or something on the team that goes into a game and like super fucks up which can happen. We've seen it happen. Like, um, you know, what is, your, what is your plan going to be? And he looked straight-faced at all of them and said, well, that player should expect to not play for a very, very, very long time. And then he just sat there. And it took, like, I got it right away because he was, like, making a joke about how everyone perceived towards last season, like, all this sort of stuff and then finally you hear one reporter start laughing and then the rest of them start laughing and then Lars gets this like sheepish grin on his face like they finally got it that took too long (laughs) Um, but you know I like this approach to communicating with the players letting them communicate what they're looking for and what they think will be helpful to them in their development because we're a super young team. Super, super young team. These guys have not had much time at all in comparison to other teams within the NHL. So um, so yeah, I really liked his approach. I liked the positivity. He He said, you know, I'm not a, Raw, raw guy, like you're not gonna. He's like, I, but I'm excited. He's like, internally, right. I am very excited.
1: Um,
0: so, so yeah, it'll be good, it'll be good to see how they work through these hurdles because that's what they're going to be, and it's important to keep that in perspective. Um, when you're looking at these games and you're looking at the performances of players, is That's what we're doing. We're working on hurdles and we're working on, you know, a lot of, it's a very popular thing to say, like be 1% better every day. And so that's kind of what I'm hoping for out of the team is that they approach this with like, just try and improve 1% better as we go throughout the season, every single day. And, And I think if they do that, the hurdles aren't gonna hurt as badly. Um, And you're going to be able to start seeing that progression as we go forward. That was a really long ramble. I'm sorry.
1: Oh, my gosh. No, like, don't apologize. I know it's crazy. On a podcast, you talk. Can you believe it? Um, No, I mean, you're right. Like, the average age of this forward core, um, at least for our friends at Cat Friendly and looking at, like, you know, the guys you could pretty much expect to probably be in Columbus this year. You're looking at an average age of 25.9, so 26 years old. Jeez, like, right, like, it's just like...
0: Babies in hockey, like, babies.
1: Right, and it's like, I mean, it's obviously, you know, quite exciting for the future when you think about it, but, um, you know, the group that's even younger is the group of defensemen, uh, who looked to average at about 24.8 years old. And here are the 22 defensemen that the Blue Jackets are inviting um, to uh, training camp this year. Um, Andrew Peak, which this is actually like a sidebar. I always forget that he's from Parkland, Florida. Like, and I'm pretty sure he went to Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School, did he not? I, just, I always, that's just absolutely mind blowing to me. Um, it's also m- mind blowing to me that the number of players that I see on this list who have birthdays that are after 97 and I'm like, Oh my God. Um, yeah, let's not talk about it. Okay. Got it. <laughs> um, Scott Harrington, the boy who lived, um, Woo! Gavin, Gavin Bay-Ruther, he who has risen. <laughs> um, Billy Sweezy. My guy. I don't really know who that is. Um, Zach Orensky. Jake Bean, yes, sir. Um, Wearing number 22 with the blue jackets. I don't know if that was out there. I don't know if we've talked about that yet, but here it is. Um, Yeah, right. Um, Thomas Shemich, sounds like sandwich. Um, Adam Boquist, Jake Christensen, previously mentioned as having a pretty successful um, time there in Traverse City. Uh, Mika Leighton. Yeah, we know who that is. Um, Vladislav Gavrikov, Dean Kukin, uh, Dylan Sams, or Simpson, excuse me, Gabriel Carlson. My God, will you please make it to the NHL by now? Um, Cole Clayton, Tim uh, Bernie, um, uh, Olivier LeBlanc. That's a badass name. Fancy. A badass name. And I did use the pronunciation for that one. Uh, Stanislav Svossel, Uh Gerard. Is it Gerard? Or is it Gerard? Did I you think know I mean? Gerard. Yeah, that's... Okay. That feels like one that you should have given me the pronunciation on, Columbus Blue Jackets, but he is not on the list. So we're just going to say it's Gerard Keen. Um, Giovanni Velotti. Uh, Mark Woolley and Ole uh, Bjornvik-Holm which they have only listed as Ole Holm on the roster, but I was like, who the fuck is that? And I'm like, oh, Björgvik Holm, got it. Um, So those are the 22 guys uh, that will be attending training camp. And again, breaking news, you can't put 22 defensemen on the ice in a game. So obviously that list is going to wean down, uh, but those are the guys who will be there. Are there any players here, Laura, that you're like really excited to see more of? Um, you know what? What are the storylines here for you? So, um,
0: so I also to go back to media day, and yes, I'm the one that watched everything at media day today. Jeremy was in uh, something for his real job.
1: Yeah, uh, welcome, welcome to fraternity recruitment season, y'all. It's it's the time.
0: Uh, so, I get to spill all the tea from media availability today. But I want to go. Um, Zach was like, the, Zach Marinsky was like the second player out today to do um, questions with the media. And what I loved seeing is Zach, who is someone who is, you know, really coming into his own in the NHL. Like, he is um, really starting to garner um, a lot of you know additional respect he's incredibly talented like he went and represented the team at NHL media day the other day in chicago um you know obviously he's he's going to be around for the long haul but to see the like genuine excitement on his face when they asked him you know sort of how he was feeling about getting a new defensive partner and he was like i just like can't wait to see like what This is going to look like, like who I'm going to play with, what my options are going to be, and what the other guys bring to the table. He's like, we have such a young and like, you know, looking for the the right adjective, young and like, I don't want to say aggressive, but like, we'll go with it, aggressive, like defensive pipeline. And to see someone like Zach, who's been in the league for a number of years now, and is really starting to take on like again, like I said, his own identity on this team. Like to just be excited for that opportunity was really cool, and I think that that will speak a lot to these young guys that are trying to find their place on this team, or these guys like a Gabriel Carlson, like an Andrew Peak, um, who have probably needed a reignition of that fire to like you know, fight for a spot, show what you are made of, um, and see what you can do. I am really interested to see how Andrew Peak has come along. Um, He has been someone that people have talked about a lot. He was definitely um, talked about when we were thinking about who would be left available for Seattle. Um, and I'm hoping that, like, we see big, big things from him. But got a lot of dudes to look at so and not a lot of spots
1: can I just say that I you're saying Seattle just reminds me of the fact that they selected Gavin Bayruther and he and never will play wrestling. a game yeah just like oh my god you hearing that was just like oh for Seattle like it's just like to me it's just like oh my God, Um, it's just I mean, he con- may
0: it he make it to play against his former team, his former team the second game of the season.
1: That is true. He might be able to do that. um, but you know, nevertheless, here we are. Um, this is entirely unrelated. I did you need, need you to know. um, and this at this point is just us having a conversation that we would have off of the air too. Um, Should I book a pizza from Spencer for Wizard of Zaw on the day of the first Blue Jackets uh, preseason game? Yes. Okay, great. Doing that now. Um, Hi, Spencer. Shout out. I guess
0: we're coming into the shop. I'm assuming I am also eating this pizza since you're asking me.
1: No, I was just going to face this whole damn pizza in front of you before we walked into the nationwide arena. I'm, like, actually so excited for that game because it gives me the chance Mm -hmm. not – yeah, right. Um, it gives me the chance to like actually see obviously our Blue Jackets players, but like also my side gig with the Americans. Like, it's like, oh, I'll actually get to like, I know some of these names for Buffalo. Um, and we're gonna have us a good vodka pizza beforehand. I went and got, I asked my doctor about ADHD today if it's not clear to you all. um, <laughs> um we love neurodivergency anyway. Um, I think there's a lot of interesting storylines with this defensive core. Like, I just like, I, I know there's a lot of things that are in flux with this defensive core, but it's just like, it has potential to be a lot better. I think than people think it does. And like, I look at players, you know, like obviously Zach Orensky, but like you've, you've still like Adam Boquist, Jake Bean is like a hell of an addition for this team. Like, I think we're really underestimating that. Like, I don't think we talk about it enough as blue jackets fans. Like, how important that addition is and how exciting that could be um and then you have um you know Vladislav Gavrikov who is somebody who has been a solid second pair defenseman for this team for the last couple of years and it's somebody who um is going to continue to do that for this team um i mean you've got potential in guys like like Gabriel Carlson. you've got guys who have a NHL experience while it might not be like you know in depth but like they have it right like and it can be a lot better than I think people think it is. I think there are a lot of question marks and I think those question marks are valid, but, but this could be a really okay defensive core. I'm not going to say it's going to be a really good defensive core, but like if you think about what this could develop into, it could be really great. Like it could be really great in the next couple of years. And I think what I'm most afraid of, and this kind of goes back to the Elvis extension that we talked about is that you look at this defensive core and, and they're not going to show a ton of love to the goalies here for the next couple of years. Like the goalies are going to have to put in some work. And I think that's going to really kind of hurt Elvis's numbers and, and Corby's numbers for the year that he's here still. But like, yeah, like, right. Like we're all in consensus that he's gone. Um. Because he deserves to be a, a starting goaltender in the NHL, like he deserves it, and I it, and it can't be in Columbus now that this is a situation. But like he deserves it. Um, yeah, the this has been
0: nothing but love for Corby podcast. Like, yeah. But today's signing of Elvis for five more years is the the nail in the coffin for this situation. Like, yeah. We we will be in a tandem situation for a portion of this season, if that. If that. Um, but we want Corby to succeed. 100%. Um, Corby has done so much for this organization and much like we feel for Elvis too. They both deserve the opportunity to shine, um, and be number one goalies. Um, but yes, the, the blue jackets have, have made their claim on who they will be supporting, um, in the number one goalie spot.
1: For sure. And I should
0: also talk to my doctor about ADHD.
1: You really should, bitch. We're in the same boat. Um, but uh, <laughs> um, kind of on that same train, like anybody who's a goaltender in this organization for the next couple of years is probably gonna have a hard way to go. Um, and that includes some of these prospects who are gonna be in camp. Um can I why is it that goaltenders just inherently have harder to pronounce names? Can we talk about that? Um so we've got Jean Francois Berube. Ooh, fancy Berube. Excuse me, sorry. He's been around too. Like I should know that. Um, again, we had our previous conversation about Amarek de Pats de Patsy. Terrible. Um, Cam Johnson. So that one was good. Um, Daniil Tarasov. Jack Greaves, Jonas Corbusallo, and Elvis Merzlikens. I mean, I, like, this is not much of a conversation, really, because you know for a fact that the guys who are going to be, you know, one and two in the NHL and whatever order are going to be Elvis Merzlikens and Jonas Corbusallo, like, it's just like, that's how it's going to be. Um, I think that you can make a serious case that, you know, Daniil Tarasov and Cam Johnson are kind of in contest for, for that number three position. Um, And then kind of from there, like it goes down. But um, but yeah, I mean, like this team has some fairly decent players coming to camp. Or yeah, coming to camp. Um, Jack Greaves played really well in in Traverse City. So it'll be interesting to see how this shapes out. Um, It'll be interesting to see who gets some starts in some of the preseason games. Uh, but you know, I think out of all the positions we're talking about tonight, this is the one with the most clarity in terms of who is going to be available for the Blue Jackets this season and where this is going to go not only for the Blue Jackets but also for Cleveland.
0: Yeah, lots well, of much like with any of the playing positions, a lot of conversation and a lot of interesting things to see where those sort of um second tiers are because we you know we have a lot of assumptions that we can make about who will be immediate roster spots and all that sort of stuff but it's going to be these second tier players that are going to go back and forth between Columbus and Cleveland um, or get a lot of playing time in Cleveland that those are going to be the players to watch because they're going to be the ones that make the bigger moves um, as we continue to Streamline this vision that Yarmo and the front office have, um, and start making some more moves because there will be more moves um, as the season progresses, um, and of course over the next couple of years. So,
1: without a doubt, and I, when I'm looking at this list and we're having this conversation. I can't help but think that Cleveland's going to be really good this year. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, I'm excited. Like, I mean, we did a, a whole episode with Dina. I can't wait to have her back on. Um, but I'm excited to see how Cleveland does. I'm excited to go to games. i in Cleveland um, and to actually just get to do some more AHL stuff thanks to you because, you know, you're now side hustling with the AHL.
1: Um, I, but- I can't wait to – we have to go to games where I don't have to work too. I wanna be able to cheer. And and we both know I can't cheer during my work. So I gotta we gotta we gotta and go to some monsters to find, games. I
0: also need to find more friends that will go with me for games that we can't sit together. Um so shout out to two of my besties who are gonna join us in Cincinnati for a game in the end of October. <laughs> so I'm really
1: excited about that one. I'm really excited about that one. Um just,
0: we'll talk more about that one when we get we get closer to it, but Um, so yeah, no, I think, I think that this means a lot of good things for Cleveland and it means a lot of good things for those of us who understand the, the layers of the game and the layers of this process, um, as we, you know, figure out what this blue jackets 2.0 or, you know, 11.0, if you look at the history of the team, um, (laughs) sort of is going to look like, but
1: It's going to be interesting. It's going to be a great rendition. But I have to say, like, I could not be more excited for it. I I know that, like, we look at this roster. We talk about the people who are going to be at camp. We recognize that it's entirely possible that the Blue Jackets are not great this year. I mean, like, in listening to, like, Puck Soup and then just, like, listening and, and watching some of the, like, betting numbers and stuff like that. Um... The Blue Jackets are projected to finish last in the Metro this year, like, just based on, like, you know, in Las Vegas, like, their numbers that they have uh, in the sports books, And, you know, like, that sucks. Like, it could be a long season, but, like, this is, like, the most excited. I mean, like, I'm arguably more excited for this season than I was for the season after the Tampa Bay sweep. Like, I, like, I am just, like, so renewed in my excitement for the prospects in this franchise that like it makes you feel like the future is bright like i would much rather suffer for a handful of years and be really great after than just be mediocre for forever like i just i don't know like maybe that's an unpopular philosophy but i really think that that's what this team is giving us and and like we talked about off air and you know maybe a little bit on air tonight like this team doesn't like give off the energy that it feels like it's rebuilding. And I think that some of that is posturing, right? But I think some of that is actually a true belief that this team is, like, not that far away from being good. It's just a matter of developing and getting there and developing chemistry and feeling confident in your game and feeling like you can actually be a team that, that does really great things in the NHL. And I think that this team isn't as far away as people think it is. Yeah, I
0: agree. And for me, as, like, a younger fan... I feel energized, sort of like, kind of feeling like I'm part of the process now, like being able to see the growth and the development and the the pieces come together. Um, I got pretty lucky when I came in as a fan that, you know, the team was at the height kind of of a lot of their successes and I got to see them accomplish a lot of really big things in a short amount of time. Um, but now over the course of this last year where I've decided to make hockey, um, and this, the, not just the blue jackets, but the sport of hockey itself, like a more forward facing part of my life. Like I feel much more invested in this process and like being able to see and feeling that energy of like, like Jeremy said, like, I'd rather go through a couple of shitty years if it means that greatness is on the other side of it. Um, And, you know, I think as a fan, it's really important, especially for a community like the fifth line, you know, it's important to feel like you're a part of this process so that when we do get to that greatness, we can all celebrate it together. Um, So, yeah, I'm so excited. I was so psyched this whole afternoon watching the media availability and just, feeling kind of like it's Christmas. Like it's the most wonderful time of the year. Cause hockey's starting and you know,
1: yeah. I, and I think like to your point, what's interesting about this period of blue jackets hockey is like for you, when you came into it, like a lot of the players who were a part of the success and a part of the team were kind of established already um, you know, had been through these growing pains, had done these things. And so for you and a lot of Blue Jackets fans who have found fandom in the Blue Jackets over the last five years, this is your first chance to really see what this is like. Like to see like what this process is like, how a rebuild works, how development works. Because even when the Blue Jackets were successful for the last handful of years it wasn't like there was a really high emphasis on developing players and developing prospects. And so you're going to get a chance to see that and you're going to get a chance to really appreciate the games of players that are younger, who may not be in the NHL quite yet. and might take a while to get there, but you recognize their names when they're playing in Cleveland or you recognize their names when they're playing in the CHL or, or in the KHL or things like that. And that's just really cool. Like that's just like a really cool part of fandom that I don't think we talk about very often And I think the NHL is one of the few leagues in the world that gives you the opportunity to follow a player for a handful of years before they're actually playing for your professional team. And I think that's really dope. And I think that's, like, a really cool place that we find ourselves in as Blue Jackets fans.
0: Yeah, 100%. I couldn't have said it better. So I hope that means other people are getting psyched.
1: I don't know. Like, yeah, like, let me... I hope I'm inspiring. I hope I'm like jacking y'all up because this season's gonna be lit. Like this, we are going to go 30, 48, and like four, right? Like we're not gonna be good. But like I'm lit. Like I'm excited. Like this is gonna be good. Um so Laura, we've talked a lot. We've we've gone for about an hour. And I feel like I go for an hour longer, like I'm jazzed, but I want to know, is there anything else on your radar, on your mind, as we look ahead to the season in front of us?
0: Nothing super specific. I'm just excited to see how camp gets going. Um, You know, tomorrow we are recording this on September 21st. So tomorrow is physicals day and they get all their medical testing and stuff done. Um, And then on Thursday, they will really jump into the full-fledged Um, scrimmages and practicing and all that sort of stuff. Um, So for anyone who is, they did announce today that uh, training camp stuff will be open to the public. Um, A lot of the uh, Blue Jackets reporters have already posted the schedules um, for what those practice days are going to look like. So if you have some time, wanna go down to the Ice House um, and check out practice. I've been before it's super fun. You get this like very up close and personal um, experience. I actually ended up in a promo video because um, they were filming promo one day when I was there. Um, and so, yeah, it's really fun. So check out, I know Aaron Portsline posted the schedule and I believe Jeff Savota has too. Um, but yeah, if you have the time, go down and check out, you know, and just be there and be supportive of the guys as they're going through this and I'm excited to see how things kick off, and we have our first preseason game next week on Monday, and then we get to be there on Tuesday, so very excited.
1: Yeah, I cannot wait. I, like, don't have anything on my work calendar on Tuesday, and I'm just – I am jazzed to get there, so, you know – Obviously, this season is going to be exciting. We have a lot of exciting things here. At Subjectively speaking, I think next week will probably be, um, my gosh, yeah, you saying that Monday is the first, it's the first preseason game. It's just like putting it all into perspective, right? Um, next week might be the last week that we only do one episode, or this week might be the last week that we only do one episode. Stay tuned. We don't really know, um, but. Once the season gets into full swing, we will be releasing episodes um, twice a week. We're going to try to stick to a uh, Monday-Thursday schedule, but obviously, you know, as things happen, you know, obviously today this episode is getting released on a Wednesday, and in part that's because of all the news that the Blue Jackets made today. So um, you're going to want to kind of just stay on top of things. We're going to be trying to do things pretty consistently on Monday and Thursday, but, you know. If our favorite team causes some drama, we're going to talk about it. So we look forward to doing those things with you. And the best way to keep keep up to date on how we are or when we're releasing episodes is to follow us on all of our social media. And you know who we rely on to give us this information. It's not me. It's certainly not me. It is our one and only Laura Norman. So, Laura, if you could tell the fine, fine people who are listening to this episode tonight where they can find us,
0: Yes, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Subjectively Pod. Um, please, please, please do. We actually cross over the 530 uh, follower mark on Twitter today. So that's very exciting. Um, but we are gonna be interacting a lot on those two um, platforms. You can also follow us on Facebook at Subjectively Speaking. Um, we are getting better at updating our Facebook page um, you can also check out our website, subjectivelyspeaking.com if you want to learn more about Jeremy and I and hockey, and we're going to be posting um, some more things on that as well as the season gets going. If you would like to help me stop having to record on my phone and buy a new laptop, you can visit our merch store, com, um, and buy some of our fun merch. I am currently wearing... My Lars Bar t-shirt. It's super comfortable and I love it. And it comes in really cute designs. We're also going to be releasing new merch very, very soon. Um, So that will be on its way, especially if you're looking for fun, cute things to wear to the arena, to go to games. We've got a lot of cute stuff and a lot of options. So check that out. Um, And yeah, rate, review, and Subscribe on whatever podcast platform you are listening to us on. Um, Again, we don't know why it matters, but those star ratings on Apple Podcasts really do help us get noticed in the charts. And we would love to reach more of our fellow Blue Jackets fans. So please, if you haven't already, scroll on down, give us a star rating, leave a comment, and we love and appreciate you all very, very much.
1: I couldn't say it better myself, my friend. Shout out to our friends in the Philippines who continue to make our episode that's called Week from Hell a top rating episode in the Philippines. It's been in the top 100 in the Philippines literally since it's come out. And that's like episode 55. And it's currently episode 63 that you're listening to right now. So I got to go visit the Philippines. They're going to have to like figure out what's going on with their president and like actually elect somebody who's not crazy. But after that, After that, I'm down to come visit you all in the Philippines. Um, But until we get the chance to connect with you all next time, the next time you hear this podcast, Blue Jackets hockey will have either already happened or will be happening that day, Um, depending on how life works out and what, what we do with our release schedule. But until we get the chance to connect with you all then, take care of yourself. Enjoy the last couple of days without the Blue Jackets hurting you or exciting you. And we will talk to you all so soon. Bye.